Welcome back to Bringing New Ideas to Life, the podcast from Accentia. Today, we're continuing our series with Dom Isley and Bruno Reynolds, where we're discussing IP strategy. In this episode, Dom and Bruno will be exploring how to navigate your competitor's IP, which exists in your market, monitoring their patents, and challenging when necessary. We hope you enjoy. Competitor awareness and competitor tracking mm. um, is, you know, I mean, it's a standard business practice when looking at products and services. But yeah. is, do you think that's important with regards to IEP as well? Well, well very much so. Um, so many companies, particularly as they progress through seed or series A or yeah. different paths, will be asked, you know, what, what's your approach to freedom to operate? Yeah. Um, and freedom to operate is how do you navigate other people's IP? So there's, you know, we've been talking a lot about generating your own IP, yeah. but you've also got to navigate other people's IP, and in, in particular, uh, patents. Um, so th- there are sort of two approaches, one of which is to um, get a really expensive patent infringement opinion, search and opinion. Yeah. But my, my feeling is that they do have their place, but only under very certain specific circumstances and those particularly revolve around when the product is close to finalization or the service and also you know as soon as they're done they're almost obsolete because some other patent could have been published which is true they're only valid on the day that yeah exactly right yeah. so actually i think a, a better approach in my view especially for early stage companies is to is be a lot more dynamic about it because their yeah. products and services will be changing as, as they iterate, as they develop the technology. And so it's, in my view, better to watch your competitors yeah. uh, and search for patents on a sort of monthly or regular basis, a fairly light-touch approach that also gives you the ability to intervene in those patents should you think sure. they become a, should you think they're going to be a problem. Yeah, sure. I mean, when, when, I, when I speak to it with, uh, with entrepreneurs, is one thing I mentioned is like there's now quite... A, there's now several fairly good free tools for for patent analytics and you can set up searches on your particular domain technology area and and keywords and names yeah so you don't you don't even need to act you know actively search for things Mm. they'll just come into your inbox as and when they've been published yeah um so so that that helps with competitor tracking quite a lot Mm, mm. i also tell them you know when you're when you're when you're at the very early stages of innovation, you're thinking about investing in a product line, you can do a light touch freedom to operate search yourself, yeah. which can be sufficient to identify any obvious barriers. Mm. But there will be times that when, you know, investing in a, a more thorough, detailed freedom to operate search is worthwhile. And, you know, mm. examples of that, I think, is like when you're, when you're perhaps a larger business and you're looking to acquire another business, when you're about to launch a product line, mm, mm. these sorts of things would be worth investing in, you know, given, given the cost that you're going to you know, spend on, on either acquiring or launching a new product. Yeah, I, I would say almost the, the two are not exclusive. But yeah. when you're developing a, a product or a service, you should be looking to see what potential barriers there are out there and how you might navigate them. Not yeah. with necessarily a full freedom to operate, but just looking in the technology space to see what patents are out there. Some yeah. of those patents, you know, may not be enforced and, you know, there's some useful information in there anyway. Um, so it might help you. 
but I think you know it is important to just keep a keep a track on patterns that might block you in the future. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You, you mentioned something else as well just just now about um, one one of the one of the uses of tracking your competitors is, is that it gives you the opportunity mm. to challenge patterns. Yeah. Can you yeah. can you say a few words about how you might challenge a competitor's patterns? Yeah, well, I think it's important just on just to reiterate that you're looking at published patents. Yeah. So a patent is filed 18 months later, it's, it's published with an A publication, and yeah. then at some point later it'll, it'll be published with a B, and that's a granted national patent. Yeah. So the first time you get to know about someone's patent, there's always a bit of a lag, there's that 18-month lag. Yeah. Um, but you find an A publication, and you go, okay, well, this looks interesting, but it's probably going to be quite yeah. broad. Typically, patents are filed quite broad, and then later on they're examined and, and narrowed. So you have a look at that patent and you go, okay, that seems quite narrow, but from my knowledge of the, what's in the public domain already, I, I think they're unlikely to get something quite so broad. So we'll just track it and we'll mm. put it on our list and we'll see if it goes into other countries or um, if it's examined. And then yeah. we'll m- maybe see that the, the claims, the scope of the claims is kind of restricted over time and we don't have to worry about it. But if, if it is going in a direction that we are concerned about, then... We've sort of got two options. Um, the first one is we can do something called third-party observations, which is when we basically submit some uh, public domain information, prior art, to the patent office. Yeah. And say, we don't think this application that you're examining is any good. It's not novel or no, whatever, novel, because of this. Yeah. it's been done before. Here's an example. That can be done mostly anonymously, which is so you're not raising your head above yeah. the parapet. But the downside is that you're not involved in that conversation. It's just, here you go, and then the conversation continues between the patent office and the patentee. Yeah. The other option, and they're not exclusive, is the other option is you wait for the patent to grant, and then most jurisdictions have a post-grant opposition period Yeah. Um, where you can, any, any person uh, can oppose the patent on all patentability grounds. and. Mm. That's got advantages because you then are part of the, yeah. the conversation. Am I right in thinking you can't do that anonymously? If, if you wait you, until the post-grant, you, it has to be declared who's... In, in Europe, you can do it. So at the European Patent Office, okay. you, can, you can do it through what's called a straw man, which is basically just a front through a, through a, a patent attorney. All oh, right. doesn't okay, you don't okay. have to name. I think in the US you do, but I'll have to check that. Right. So I think in the US you do have to name who you are, but I'll have to check that. So, so quite a good um, 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 method or, 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 or IP strategy for, to ensure freedom to operate is prevent your competitors pulling up those barriers in the first place by yeah. keeping an eye on what they're filing. Keeping an eye on what they're filing. Yeah. For a start, if, if it's relevant, and it's also going to inf- that those patent publications will inform your mm. own patenting strategy because yeah. a patent that's relevant for freedom to operate can also be close in terms of novelty for your own later patents. So it's good to know about them anyway. Um, so keep a, keep a track of people's patents. Intervene if you have to in the two options we just discussed. Um, uh, and, you know, you might... It's good, it's good to know early on if you, if you might have to consider a workaround as well. Yeah, yeah.
We hope you enjoyed part two of our IP strategy series and we'll be back for the final part in episode three where Dom and Bruno will be looking at where the real value lies in your IP strategy, how you can record and protect this value and what happens to the IP when you exit a business. And as ever, if you'd like to submit any questions or uh, have any feedback on the podcast, then please do contact us at ideaspod at oxentia.com. That's ideaspod at oxentia.com. Thanks very much. Bye for now.